0: Hey, we are live on Facebook and we are live recording. Hey, welcome everybody! Uh, it is a well-being panel for April 2021. Look at this awesome panel we have a set set up for tonight. Woohoo! I'm looking forward to uh, hearing what all you wonderful souls will be talking about. So let's start off with uh, Barbara. So Barbara Wellborn uh, gives women on a guides women on a journey deep within themselves to uncover their soul's true path so that they may live with passion and purpose in these extraordinary times. With over 20 years of experience in multiple modalities, Barbara combines deep energy soul work with the support of meditation, creativity, and spiritual coaching to help her clients achieve outstanding physical, emotional, and spiritual health. On her days off, Barbara loves being out in nature, camping with her family and healing the land that lovingly holds her. An award-winning artist, Barbara is passionate about creating work of art that reflects the journey of the soul. Welcome, Barbara. Thank you, Shana. I'm glad you could join us tonight. Oh, thank you for inviting me. (laughs) Awesome. So next, I will introduce Sherry Lukey. Sherry Lukey knows what it feels like to be struggling in almost every area of your life, to try everything and not get lasting results. Just a few short years ago, a a medical specialist told her that nothing more could be done. She's since healed from PTSD and years of depression. Sherry's helped hundreds of clients release anxiety, heal themselves and relationships, find life partners, excel at business, and more. Sherry is an internationally accredited certified advanced EFT tapping practitioner and a certified matrix re-imprinting practitioner specializing in trauma. Using her signature program, Fear to Freedom, and R3 formula, she helps courageous people heal their past to achieve next level personal and professional success. Sherry's expertise has been featured in media outlets, including Forbes and ABM FM radio. When Sherry's not helping her clients or geeking out on neuroscience, you'll find her planting trees and flowers on her beautiful acreage, attempting to turn it into a forest. Sherry lives in British Columbia, Canada, with her husband and is the proud mother to her adult twin daughters. Welcome, Sherry. (laughs) Thank you for having me, John. And now, uh, Elisa. Alisa Farr is the co-founder of Flourish Sound and Wellness, Inc., an alternative health and wellness company that focuses on bringing balance and restoration to the body, mind, heart, and spirit. Alisa has many tools in her tool belt, including sound therapy, advanced yoga nidra, breath work, clinical hy- uh, hypnotherapy, and energy medicine. She is also a certified stress management consultant. She works with kids, teens and adults individually and as families. She is the creator of Calm Kids, Resilient Families, a comprehensive and immersive program equipping kids and their parents and guardians with healthy lifelong stress release and self-regulation tools. Welcome Elisa. My goodness, what a powerhouse of a panel we have here. <laughs> they can help you with anything, I think, to make your life just amazing. So the first question we will go through is, if you could please talk about what you
1: do for your own personal care. So maybe we'll start with Sherry. Sure. So big surprise. I use EFT tapping. Um, I use it on a regular basis and um, in addition to that I have uh, what I call my emotional hygiene so includes tapping and then I actually started meditating that was something I actually was able to do once I got rid of all my crap with tapping (laughs) because meditating was really difficult for me before that Um, yeah and so those are the those are the two main things that I do to to keep myself sorted out and uh, I always I say actually to keep my head out of the toilet because that's where I lived for very part of (laughs) for 48 years and the last seven haven't done that so it's very nice
0: glad to hear you don't have your head in the toilet anymore that's fantastic news (laughs) (laughs) it's not a fun place to be let me tell you no 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 not fun at all (laughs) so Barbara what do you do for your personal personal care
2: Well, I'm a huge advocate, and I often preach that I have a morning routine. I make sure I'm exercising every day, doing meditation, and doing personal growth work. And my personal growth work lately has really been including uh, doing my artwork. As a mom, uh, sometimes it's hard. You know, you spend so much time taking care of your kids and your family and your house and your business. That the things that bring you the most joy, you don't get around to. But I have um, this year of making that a priority, because that's what brings my heart joy. That's fantastic.
3: And Alisa, what do you do for your personal care? So I do yoga didgerid pretty much every day, several times a day if I can, sort of by a Tend to bookend morning and evenings with a practice. Um, I walk pretty much every day um, to get myself up into the sun and get a little vitamin D into my body and um, and create. So whatever that looks like, whether it's meals in the kitchen, whether it's artwork, or um, you know, whatever whatever way that shows up for me is is kind of. Um, whatever the whatever the day takes on so um and without it i know especially the creativity is you know i hear barbara talking about it too if i don't get that outlet i tend to go a little bit stir crazy so i like to be able to work with my hands in some capacity that's and that's a big part for me too
0: awesome thanks thanks for sharing i think it's uh, vital for people to hear what you guys do because you're the specialist so and it's always interesting to hear what you guys do too So we'll get into our questions now. Uh, These questions have been gathered from various sources. Um, Some things that people have been asking on various social media, articles, uh, just interacting with people. So that's where these questions come from. So Sherry, we'll start with you. Um, And actually, this is kind of a question for me. So (laughs) you sent out a really interesting article this this past week about negative tapping. Maybe you can
1: go into more detail about that. I thought that was fascinating. I'm, I'm, I'm always thrilled to hear that people are reading, actually reading the email. That's always fun to hear. So thank you. <laughs> you send it out there and you just hope, right? Um, so yes. So uh, one of the things that um, I get a lot of uh, questions about, especially with people that are familiar with law of attraction and um, positive thinking is, is that they're very worried about um, tapping on the negative. So that's you know, stimulating those acupressure points on the upper body while talking about what's upsetting or what's not working in your life. And the um, challenges is because we've been trained as a, as a culture to believe that it's like, if we talk about or think about the negative that we're gonna create more. And it's actually quite the opposite when you're tapping because your stress response is off. And so it allows you to actually process all of those negative thoughts and feelings that are actually there, whether you want them to be or not. Um, and that that really you just end up suppressing if you don't actually process them. And because tapping is such an amazing mind body connection tool, that it allows you to actually move that negative energy and negative thoughts all um, and release them, so that you can actually make the space for the positive. And so um, I say to people, no matter what, uh, with tapping is is that the first piece is always acknowledging the negative, um, because you got to get you want to move through that first because it's kind of um, for me, it was like, um, I, I use an hourglass as a reference point a lot as for the body's nervous system and the top half representing parasympathetic relaxation, bottom half representing um, stress response and sympathetic, top half positive, bottom half negative. And prior to tapping, I kind of was stuck my head up in the top half and was kind of like, no, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I'm good. I can do this. And my body was screaming, "No, you can't!" and "No, this isn't right!" and it's not. It wasn't in alignment. My head, heart, and gut weren't in alignment. My head was trying to tell myself something positive, when every every part of me felt negative.
0: Yeah, I thought that was interesting, and definitely, um, I, we've always been told to just you know buck up and just walk it off, and not really thinking about it. Put a you know positive
1: smile on your face and just stuff it down, right? So. Good. That oh, or, the, or the one that used to get me all the time was, "Oh, just just let it go," and it was like, "Yeah, I would if I could." <laughs> you know, why do you hang
0: on to that? It's like, mm, yeah, oh. <laughs> why do I hang on to that? <laughs> uh, so, so Barbara, uh, is it true your body changes when you go through menopause? Is menopause
2: belly really a thing? Is menopause belly really a thing? You know, everybody's different. Um, you know, for me, it's I've I've had a really good and easy time with menopause. Um, you know, I probably the most uh, stressful thing has been some hormone shifts and changes, but um, you know, it's working with my diet. Again, making sure I'm exercising. I do alternative uh, medicine with other practitioners. Homeopathy has been a true lifesaver for me. Um, So, you know, anytime we go through changes in our life, it's really important that we tune into exactly what our body needs. Everybody's going to be different. Everybody, you know, are going to have different needs based on their body type and their uh, hormone types and everything. So I've had it pretty easy. um, And I'm feeling incredibly grateful for that. But that's years of studying alternative medicine and knowing what works for me and being aware of what I need and what my body wants. Thank you very much. So, Alisa, I have been
0: tempted to start a garden to have healthier food for my family. Do you have any recommendations on how I can start?
3: All right, mute button. Um, (laughs) I thought maybe I was muted for a second. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm giggling a little bit at this question because I'm like, plant all of the plants, (laughs) go get them all. I would, I would say that if you were going to start a garden, go with plants that are fairly uh, easy to grow. Most people have a decent time with things like tomatoes. If obviously, if your diet is is um, okay with that, we do, we did give a tomato plant away to somebody last year who can't eat tomatoes. That was interesting. Oops <laughs> and <was> an oops, <laughs> but she appreciated it. But anyway, I'm digressing. Um, the, you know. Um, depending on like if you're patio growing or if you're growing you know outdoors, I think going and visiting a garden center or people that you know that garden that are within perhaps your neighborhood, um, where they understand what what tends to take well and what doesn't, um, what they've had luck with. Um, but I'd start with the stuff that's fairly foolproof, like lettuce, tomatoes, things like kale. Um, and, and ensure that you have good soil as well, which is really important. Need um, the good microorganisms in there, so yeah. And
0: we were having a talk before we started this too about uh, air frying, which is quite intriguing. So <laughs> I know Sherry and I'll be checking that out because that sounds awesome. Uh, Lisa has one and loves it. So another, another healthy thing to do. So Sherry, I feel anxious at times for no reason. I stop and try to figure out,
1: figure it out, but I don't know why. So, um, so when I talk about the nervous system, so that two systems, the parasympathetic and, and sympathetic, so our body really has, um, in there's not really a, um, it's not an off on, but it's more of a graduated system where it's sort of like. If, um, if there's a threat, so your subconscious's job is to keep you alive and breathing. And if there's a threat, so if you're feeling anxious, it's perceiving that there is an actual threat. But the problem with the system is, is that it, your subconscious can't tell the difference between an actual tiger on your butt, or you just thinking about a tiger on your butt. Um, it turns on the stress response in either either case. And the stress response is really your options are fight, flight, or freeze. Um, and so when you're all of a sudden feeling anxious and you don't know why it's very often that your subconscious has, or your nervous system is getting information that there's some kind of threat. And this is also the fact that the subconscious is illogical. So that's why it makes it even more difficult to try to figure out what it is when there's not an obvious threat, like, a um, being on the road and a car coming at you. Um, it's off often something in your, um, subconscious which really got most everything downloaded before the age of seven or eight that's how the beliefs about yourself and the world are really set up um and again like i said it's illogical so it's not always easy to consciously try to figure out what's going on here and that's why i love tapping so much and because it's like you take your fingers with you everywhere you go so the easiest thing to do is just get on an acupressure point um There's um, on my website, there's a downloadable diagram and you just get on an acupressure point and you literally just tap and talk. And even if you're just saying something like, I don't know why I'm so anxious, I'm just feeling really anxious, because as soon as you stimulate those acupressure points, it turns off the stress response and your subconscious right away realizes that there's not a threat. Um, And even if you might not figure out what you're anxious about, at least you're going to shift and move out of that anxiety that's great advice i know from one of your courses i still use the finger one yeah well the finger ones are awesome because it's like they're more subtle you don't look you don't feel like quite such an idiot doing the whole thing <laughs> yeah you know or are looking like the real monkey when you do the top end top, <laughs> top top of the head one and so yeah there's there's subtle ones and actually just super cool that i just found out about um two and a half months ago there was a german study they actually put people through the brain scan like an FRMI. And um, they wanted to find out if imagine tapping, where you actually just um, think about the acupressure points, um, whether or not that would still stimulate the brain in the same way as tapping on them. And it does. So it's super cool. You don't even have to have hands. You don't have to think about it. So for anybody that's struggling at night um, and you ha- and you're sleeping with a partner, you can just picture um, tapping on the points and it has the same effect. It's just like. I love
0: it. That's fantastic. Cause sometimes, like you said, it's kind of awkward to be making the doing the real tapping
1: <laughs> yeah well and it can kind of wake you up right too so it's uh, yeah it was just it's so cool because there's so much more science backing up now I'm just like because when I first started people kind of looked at me sort of like no what are you doing exactly <laughs> that's great
0: thank you Barbara what are chakras and what should I be aware of
2: regarding them so chakras are your energetic storehouses. They're libraries of information that we take in information from outside. It's stored uh, information from our current lifetime, from past lifetimes, generationally. And things that we need to be aware of is that as we go through life and we have experiences, our chakras can get blocked, they can get shut down, they can get damaged. And then we start building up um, energetic blockages in our body, which eventually lead to disease. All disease starts out energetically. So when working with the chakras, it's helping people to unblock them um, either through meditation, there are meditation practices that can be done. There are actually physical practices where, you know, I go in working to help release uh, the energetic blockages using the chi in my hands, and helping people either with clearing symbols, which are stuck packets of information, to open these chakras up so that they can flow freely um you know we we go through life and we we pick up things or we have experiences and when we have these experiences we have a splinting reflex about them and we hold on to it in our body and so our body doesn't have a natural way to let go of that so we have to work to release those emotional experiences. So things like Sherry, what Sherry does, or, you know, we watch how our body will put us back into situations so that we can re-experience it to go through that emotion and complete it. So our chakras hold on to all of that information for us. So doing chakra rebalancing, running roses, uh, energetic roses through your chakras to help clear them these are the kinds of things that we have to do energetic hygiene on our body
0: thank you though I love that explanation that's great so good Alisa I have found that COVID has been so disrupted to my grade four class do you have any
3: solutions to help Um, (laughs) yeah, I, I'm not surprised. That's a, I mean, that's a big question. Um, I think, I mean, as a mom, I'm, I'm actually very grateful that, um, well, I, I have one biological child. I've got two bonus kids on top of, um, that that are still in school, but I have one biological child that's, um, left in school and it's been rough. So I'm not dealing with you know, littles, in grade four still seems like littles to me now. <laughs> um, but as a class, you know, if, um, and I don't know what the protocols are for the kids in those younger grades, I think that they still need to be wearing masks within the classroom. But my, um, my suggestion would be to be able to get them outdoors and get the body moving. Um, and you know, have a have an opportunity if they can, if they're outdoors, to be able to remove the mask if that's possible. I'm not I'm not sure if it is, but to really be able to take some some deep breaths um, to stimulate. You know, Sherry has been talking about the nervous system, so we know breath work works extremely well to stimulate our vagus nerve um, through our diaphragmatic breath, which is that deep belly breath, um, which can settle the uh, nervous system quite, quite quickly. So breath and fingers, they come everywhere. Um, But even, you know, even popping onto uh, Sherry's website and grabbing those tapping points, because that is something that they could do um, in class with um, just not having to move, not having to worry about masks or touching other people or those kinds of things. So I would really um, encourage movement whenever possible, like free breathing without a mask whenever possible. Um, And also, you know, even a little box where kids are having an opportunity to share their frustrations about the experiences that they're having and give them a chance to express themselves without, um, you know, obviously without the judgment and, and those kinds of things, but being able to pop these, you know, little, because obviously in grade four, they're able to communicate fairly well and, and write. And um, I would have a little box where kids can have that opportunity to just vent some frustrations of their own out, pop it into their, you know, um, their little container or whatever it is, and just be able to write it out. There's all kinds of things I think that you could do, but um, a chance for expression, a chance for movement, a chance for breath and a chance for, settling that nervous system a little bit, I think could help.
0: Those are great suggestions. Thank you so much. Fantastic. Um, Sherry, uh, my nine-year-old has anxiety and I worry about her. are you able to help?
1: Yes. And that's the cool part about tapping is, is that the youngest um, person that's um, I didn't work with directly, her mom, actually, I worked with her mom and then um, the mom taught it to her was a a two and a half year old. Um, So it's and I actually feel like you can actually work with even younger, but you just have to tap for them basically. Um, yeah, it's it's super cool, and for younger kids especially because they're so still so attuned to their body that it's like they very quickly will shift as soon as they can feel that um, energy movement. So a really great story about that about that two and a half year old, three year old was is that I had a session with the mom, and and I'm always super excited when I'm working with parents because. To be able to share that with their kids is just mind-blowing um, and so she said well when can I you know when can I teach this to my kid and I was like now you know everything you need to know because it's not you want to keep it super simple you want to keep it in their language um, and so what happened in between because we meet weekly what happened in between is that she, um, she her daughter went to move a tray of, of glasses And um, both her and her husband yelled at her because they were afraid she was going to drop it and cut herself and hurt herself, right? And of course, she immediately started crying and was just hysterical. And uh, the mom went over to her and just said, you know, just tap on the side of your hand and they just, you know, mom and dad love you so much and we're not mad at you. We're just really afraid that you're going to hurt yourself and it's all okay. And literally within that few seconds, she just took a big deep breath and skipped off to her room and it was all done with. And that's how fast it can shift. And then, even cooler was, is that a few weeks later, um, she crawled into bed with her mom and she said, "Mommy, can we do that tapping thing again?" And her mom was like, "Yeah, what about?" And she said, "Well, this this thing happened at play school two weeks ago that that's that's bothering me." <laughs> and so they sat in bed and they tapped and basically just talked about what had happened. And she said it was it wasn't a whole lot longer than that, but again, it just shifted that fast because there's not the years of layers of, of, you know, evidence and experience after experience, like Barbara had had talked about, you know, that when we experience these traumas and, and negative experiences, and they get locked in, you know, in our body and their chakras. And we we really do try to we rinse and repeat because we're trying to heal our body wants, to, we want to heal this, this event, but we don't know how to because we're stuck in this loop. And that's why body work can be so effective because it helps to move that through. And, um, you know, and to Elisa's point about, um, you know, with the vagus nerve is it's the biggest nerve in our body and um, you know, in breath work and, and singing, that would be another suggestion, you know, for the class is that it's like singing silly songs because the vibration, it impacts that um, the area of the vagus nerve and actually starts to, to turn down the, the stress response. So, You know, even if a kid is just like, no, I'm not going to do that tapping, that's weird, whatever, um, you know, but the, you know, singing, breath work, other things, something that that involves the body, like, like Lisa said, with movement, that it's like, so you're connecting the mind body pieces, really effective.
0: Wow, that's, that's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, Barbara, you're up next. Uh, Has the earth been impacted by COVID? If so, how?
2: the earth, the
3: actual planet. Um, From my own experience,
2: I think when we all went quiet at the beginning of COVID and things were shut down, travel was shut down, what we were given was an opportunity to see how the earth can shift very quickly to heal
3: when we stop interfering. Um, I, I feel
2: like this is such an important lesson that we all need to learn that we have to work in reciprocity with the earth and with the land, with the land spirits with you know, all of the, the tree spirits, et cetera, in order for us to move forward, for all of the planet to heal, not just the people. If we just go back once everybody, you know once COVID has quieted down, if we just go back to life as normal, then we've failed to learn the lesson that we were shown so beautifully at the beginning of this. Has it been impacted? You know, we'll never, we're we're not going to know for years how exactly it's been impacted, but I think it has given us an opportunity to just sit back and see how we have an effect on the planet. And what our connection is to it and how we can start forming more of a relationship with the earth and as we heal ourselves how we will in turn heal the planet.
0: I love that I love hearing the stories of how you heal the earth and the planet and your and some of your practices and stuff so I was intrigued to, to hear what you had to say to that question that came across.
2: And I think I think you know the more we can be out in nature when we make that connection to nature, like Alyssa was saying, you know, for kids to be outside, to be, to be on the land, to be in their bodies, grounding, as we ground into the planet and ground into the earth, not only do we get healing from that, but we can also offer healing back. And again, it's learning to live in reciprocity, and, and stop having this hubris that we're the only beings here that matter. And, you know, sitting back and taking that time to say, oh, wait, I live somewhere that I need to respect. And that taking that time for not only ourselves, but returning that favor. When you go out in nature, just give it a quick healing. It's really nice.
0: I was on a financial conference zoom thing uh, earlier today and one of the uh, doctors on there too said his heart was singing because he saw groups of kids riding their bikes around the neighborhood because it kind of sends us back to when we were young remember we was like okay be home but by, by the time the street lights go out remember that and he's just like <laughs> He's like it's like it's happening again. He hasn't seen that for years, and I think with COVID too. I think I've seen more people walking. Like I yeah, we've always had a dog, so I'm always walking. But I'm I'm shocked with how many more people are walking and walking with their friends and out in nature. And so hopefully that's gifting to the planet that people are out enjoying the uh, earth and stuff instead of just being on their t- on their electronics
2: and stuff like that too and locked away. So. Here's, here's hope in any way. Yeah, well, I do, you know, all we can hope is that we learn the lessons while, you know, we're in lockdown. It's the only thing we can ask of people, is that we we think a little beyond Zoom meetings and and Facebook and, and our devices and really show appreciation for the beauty that surrounds us. I mean, for us who live in the Okanagan. We are we are gifted with such amazing beauty, and um, you know, we we can go out and heal the land truly just by doing walking meditation and simple. uh Khan was saying, just as you walk, say thank you, thank you, thank you, and just thanking the planet for supporting us.
0: Okay, I'm doing that tomorrow when I'm walking. <laughs> <You> know, that's <laughs> awesome. So, Elisa, uh, I crave being able to sleep eight hours a night.
3: What can I do? Sorry, Shauna, can you repeat the first part of that? I crave uh, sleeping eight hours a night. What can I do?
0: So, what do you do for Craving. sleeplessness? Sleeplessness.
3: <laughs> There's a sleep per night. Um, she's probably a mother. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Could definitely be. I assume. I, I assume a female. Um, So sleep, um, I'm going to say there's a couple of things, um, get off your devices and get away from the computer screens, particularly in the evening. Um, blue light glasses are, I think, a benefit. Um, vitamin D is also extraordinarily important. So um, we want to be able to expose ourselves to the sunlight. Right now, you know, we're really lucky; sun is coming back to us. <laughs> Yay! Uh, so um, you really do need to have a um, an exposure to the sun without your sunglasses on, um, and and taking in that unfiltered unfiltered sun for a while so that your body can produce the vitamin D3 that it needs to have. Um, And in order to help balance those circadian rhythms, which, you know, we talk about uh, serotonin and melatonin being the two primary um, neurotransmitters, hormones that function in the body for sleep. Um, And also, I think it would be really important for somebody who wants to have a good solid night's sleep. Um, to get into the practice of really slowing down it come evening and um, I would say make a ritual almost out of something that you in, enjoy doing, and maybe it could be reading, maybe it could be like you know like a self massage like putting something on like a lotion lotioning up your body, whatever that might look like um, and setting an intention intentions are really powerful, and we forget about you know um the power that our mind has. I mean, how many times have you said, Oh gosh, I got to be up at five 30 in the morning and, and you're, you're awake before the alarm goes off. Right. Because you've created that intention. Um, so heading to sleep and just being positive about like, I'm, you know, I I'm so excited about my eight hours. So using the power of our minds and the power of intention to create that, but as well as some of those um, more physiological housekeeping matters I think I would take care of as well. Um, and I think that's, you know, is probably about it.
0: <laughs> what about meditating before bed? Is that a bad thing
3: to you can, do? Is you can, or? Um no, I mean that's um, as somebody who has had interrupted sleep patterns over the years for various reasons, um, meditation before bed can work. Um, but again, it's, so I, like I was saying earlier for me, yoga nidra is a morning and like a bedtime practice. If I happen to wake up in the middle of the night and it happens for whatever reason, um, and I don't have an easy time slipping back into sleep, I will, I will do a yoga nidra and that can be, um, so we have some, some ones that you can listen to, but if you want to go onto YouTube, there's a, plethora of Yoga Nidra um recordings that you can find. And it, it's a Yoga Nidra is, is actually a practice where you you want to actually create some kind of awareness while your body is deeply at rest. That being said, you can also create the intention of allowing your body to go back to sleep or to rest sleep, whatever, whatever intention is that you want to create, whatever wording works for you. Um, so using it before bed is totally fine, and if, if it allows your body, because there's a there's a physio a physiological aspect to it of relaxing the muscles in your body, so you go through essentially what's a progressive relaxation, um, and that helps to bring body awareness. There's all kinds of great practices in that, and so doing it right before bed is not an issue at all. Um, but I would say beyond that. Um, you know, there's getting into some healthy habits of, of that, um, getting that vitamin D into your system and sort of taking care of the, the screen time and, and how that, because the, the screen time interrupts your ability to produce things like melatonin. So um, it's it's kind of a little basket of things that you can do.
0: <laughs> I was given some of those blue light glasses, but I need prescription
3: glasses <laughs> I, don't I sometimes wear them do you? Oh, I have I have mine kicking around here I'm not quite at the, the, the point in time and I normally I do put them on but oh, they are- create a lot of glare as well um, but they're they're great actually since I started wearing them um, I try not to be on the screen too late uh, in the evening but you know I, I am sometimes many times but I, I really do try to have these on to make sure that 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 isn't um, impacting my uh, my sleep as much as it could. So,
2: yeah.
0: awesome! Thank you. Some great tips there for sure. Uh, Sherry, my husband and I have been drifting apart, and it makes me sad. What can I do?
1: So, in order to um, to really connect with anyone else, you need to connect with yourself first. So, very often. Um, cause I'd say probably 80% of my client base is, is women, uh, 20% men. Um, and very often women will come to me because they want to change their husbands. They want their husbands to work with me. <laughs> and I always say, let's start with you. And, um, and once they, the partner sees the transformation in you, um, then, uh, then there's a, there's an automatic changing of the relationship. It's kind of like uh, the analogy I like to use is if you were ballroom dancing and you start off with this one dance and you just, you change the dance because you're starting to change how you feel about yourself and about the world, um, learning to love and accept yourself unconditionally. And what automatically has to happen is the partner has to change their steps because you can't keep dancing the same way. And so, it really starts with you, and that disc, the disconnect um, is with yourself. And so we we're taught to see the um, to look at external changes and go, "Well, this is working, that's not working." But really, how things are created is they're created internally first, and then we experience them externally. So whether you're wanting connection, whether you're wanting more love, whether you're wanting more money, whether you're wanting better health it all starts with healing the relationship with yourself. Um, And so that's where I would say um, the place to start with. I was actually working with someone today and they were, they were struggling with, with their partner, not being, um, you know, and and I'm generalizing here, but for, for guys, it's especially difficult because they're still taught from a very young age that they're not to feel emotions, that they're not to express emotions, that, you know, emotions are weak. Um, And so of course in, um, in relationships, it's, it can be more challenging for men to, to express that. And so she was, um, you know, and we were acknowledging the negative to start with, because that was always the first part. So we were going off about how she was really frustrated with her partner, um, and then started to make some space to recognize that it's like, she had all these expectations of, you know, him showing up in a certain way, you know, him being more emotionally available. Um, and really what it come back came back to is, is not loving and accepting yourself unconditionally. And that's the that's the first step. And and um and when I say unconditionally, people don't always understand unconditionally. I know I didn't, but unconditional is is that under no condition will you not love and accept yourself, which means that you like you love and accept yourself with with, with the weight, with the poor health, without the partner, without the money. You have to love and accept yourself. First, and then the next, um, the next, the, the next stages happen. So.
0: I love that. That's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Barbara. I know what healthy practices look like, but I struggle to do them. How can I get committed?
2: It's a really hard one for a lot of people. So I always say, start small. You know, when I preach. Um, having a morning routine. Generally, I say do 20 minutes of exercise, 20 minutes of meditation, 20 minutes of personal growth work, but that's a really hard place for a lot of people to start. And so when I realized that, I said, you know what, start with five minutes. Oftentimes when we are wanting to change things in our life, we want to do a bunch of things all at once. And and we set ourselves up for failure. And so then we think, oh, well, I can't do it. So I'll just blow it off. So what I suggest to my clients is start with one thing. Start exercising, do five minutes of exercise per day. Do that for a while. Hey, if it feels really good, add another five minutes. So you're building slowly upon these things. And being gentle with yourself when you didn't show up that day, you know, too often, um, you know, I've had clients who do a lot of dieting and they'll be doing just great. And then all of a sudden one day they'll fall off the bandwagon and think, Oh, well I've blown it. So I might as well just keep going and, you know, binge or whatever, instead of saying, okay, you know what, this is a lifestyle choice. I am going to say, okay, yesterday was yesterday. I'm just gonna start over again today. So it's recommitting every day. And we just have to have that contract with ourselves that it's okay to say, you know what? Yesterday, maybe it didn't work out, but I'm recommitting today. And just take each thing one step at a time don't try to do too many things at once. And when you're ready to add something else in, then do it. But um, I think we take on, I mean, and I know I've been guilty of this myself, that um, I get really excited about something and I do it really, really amazingly for you know 30 days. And then all of a sudden after 30 days, we quit. But there's a process that we go through when we're developing habits. You know, at first it seems kind of, kind of hard and then it gets super messy. And that's when most people quit things. It's because as we're forming new habits and we're forming new neurons, our brains are scrambling and it hurts and it's like confusing and it's really easy to give up. So it's working through those points because once we get to a certain point, then it gets a lot easier. And that's when the habit develops.
0: And I think people are very hard on themselves because it seems like there's a whole list of things that we're supposed to be doing every day and that we're supposed to be doing well. And it's <laughs> it's and kind of to Sherry's point about, you know, our most important relationship is the one we have with ourselves, right? And and being kind and and that unconditional love no matter what if you mess up or what have you and stuff. So
2: well, I think especially with COVID, um, you know, when when we all went into lockdown last year, we all had all of this free time you know you, you got out of watching people on Facebook Instagram or whatever saying oh well I would learn three new languages today I mean <laughs> there were so many unrealistic expectations that were put out there when most people were like oh my gosh I got out of bed today yay mm-hmm. you know we we have to be really gentle with ourselves right now and you know, we have to not look at those other people. It's it's what is it, what is our win for today? And celebrate that part. Of, I mean, celebrate the good thing you did that day and find something every day to celebrate so that it keeps you motivated. And when you have a bad day, and, and goodness knows, I, I suspect all of us have had some kind of difficult days this last year to just be kind to ourselves and say, you know what, tomorrow's a new day.
0: I like that, focus on the wins of the day. It's a good, good, good thing to, to lean into. Alisa, my, my bones ache. Will sound therapy really help
3: me? It can, yeah, it can. Um, everybody, there's no one size fits all for sure. Um, sound therapy is an immersive practice and it's, it can vary for person to person from one session to the next in, um, in what people experience. Um, I'm cautious to say, you know, that's the answer for somebody, but it can help. Um, it's a, Well, they they call them, they often call sound therapy or the, you know, particularly in group um, sessions, sound baths, because you're bathing in frequency. (laughs) Um, We, we switched the term a little bit and refer to them as sound journeys because people um, often drift off. They don't know where they go. (laughs) So, um, but yeah, we've had, we've had some really, you know, I've worked with clients who have had. Significant pain in their bodies, and even after one session, have um, had incredible experiences with pain disappearing. That being said, there can also be um, sensations that intensify during a sound session and take some time to dissipate. But when they dissipate, they tend to be gone for either gone or gone for a period of time so that there's a period of relief for people. So there is no real one solid answer for that question. Um, But when we work with sound therapy, we work with it um, in conjunction with yoga nidra because they marry so incredibly beautifully together. And we are really focused on relaxing the nervous system, um, which creates less resistance to to most things, to the sound, to, um, thoughts, to, you know, (laughs) there's things come and go, right? So, um, as far as the thoughts go, um, so uh, it could help. Absolutely. Um, it, it would be worth a shot for sure. If somebody was, was having pain to, to see what that works, um, or felt like for them and if it was something that could work. So, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I'm thinking if there's other things that I can think of, but you know, I could go into the way that resonance works and frequency works and all that, but that would take a really, really long time.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think sound therapy is fantastic. And I've listened to Alisa with her bowls and it's something you should definitely give a try and is, is it's transformational or can be transformational for you and stuff. So it's good to try things to find out what works for you. So you guys are amazing, great answers. Thanks for sharing. I will share in the videos wherever I post them how they can people can get a hold of you guys. But Sherry, maybe you can talk about what services you offer or what you do for people.
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, up until uh, last year, I only had uh, one-to-one sessions. So I have a three-month and a six-month, and I'm pretty excited because I actually created a online self-study course this past year. Um, and what's new coming is actually a mini course. So I'm actually in the process of doing that. And so, um, and my my thinking about the mini course is actually going to be about how to raise your prices or ask for a raise. Um, and I want to make it like super affordable. It's probably going to be like $27. And um, yeah, and if anyone's interested, if that... Uh, that's something that you need, Um, I'd love to hear from. So um, you can email me through my website. So it's SherryLukey.com. And uh, yeah, and then on top of that, I have my YouTube channel that has all my uh, tapping audios and some videos. So because tapping is, you know, the subconscious learns through repetition and association and there's nothing to associate tapping with. It's very odd. So the only way to really bring it in is through is through repetition. and so that's why I made the, the tapping audios available. And you know and if, um, if you can't find one that resonates with what the problem is with mine, there's all kinds of EFT tapping audios on the web that can, can help you out and, um, and uh, just to, I just wanted to add two things. One was about Elisa's um, the sound journeys this is that as soon as, as soon as we get our bodies into um, relaxation or same thing with Barbara when she's working with people as soon as, as soon as the body is authentically head, heart, and gut in relaxation, the subconscious then can go to work to healing us in whatever way we need. Um, Because so long as we're in stress response, it has to keep us alive and breathing. And so it's focused in on whatever the problem or threat is. And so, you know, the most important thing is to get yourself in relaxation and to reach out and get help from someone to, to help you to do that. And, um, you know, and both of these beautiful ladies are amazing at doing that. And, you know, and a lot of times it takes a lot of different ways to, to, to help ourselves. Um, You know, we've all kind of come up with a routine that helps um, each of us, but um, that's probably the most important part is because most people don't realize that they're in stress response. And, how you know, is if your life's not working. So if your life's not working, you need to need to reach out and get some, get some support. And, you know, with you, Shauna, with what you've created with balanced wellbeing, it's like, so there's the three of us, but there's like just a whole library of people that do all kinds of amazing things. And, you know, it's just such a beautiful service that you've brought, um, you know, to Kelowna that's really become available globally now because it's so online. So, but yeah. Um, so how you can reach Me through my website but uh love love to hear from you but there's so there's so many amazing people and that have so many gifts and skills so you you'll find somebody that will help you
0: (laughs) and it can be a lot of fun shocking around to find the right combination that works for you too because there's amazing people out there like you
1: said yeah and and just one of the comments of barbara's about the reciprocation is is that that i feel similarly i know COVID has been super tough on lots of people and um, but there's really an opportunity, and I think the shift is, is moving our society from a competitive to a collaborative, collaborative um, uh, way of being, and collaborative with each other, collaborative with, with you know, earth, nature, everything. Um, and that's, I think, the, you know, and so the, the three of us are, pro and, and you as well, Sean, are pro, are all very collaborative, and that's what you've created in this community. So, thank that's you.
0: It's awesome. It's awesome to hear what people do to help each other. I hear stories all day every day about people that didn't really know their neighbors before, but now they're rolling up the sleeves to help when needed and and given, given of themselves. So it's, there's definitely some wins through this challenge and struggle for sure. Yeah. Thank you. Barbara. So what services do you offer?
2: Hmm. So my mainstay is helping people to release physical and emotional trauma from their bodies uh, in various different ways. Um, mainly energetic. I also do, um, like I said, chakra rebalancing, helping to open up those chakras so that they're flowing freely and bringing in all that great fresh energy so that we can live healthy and vibrant lives, mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually. I also do spiritual work uh, with people doing readings helping them to understand uh, by channeling their higher self, their ancestors um, to help them understand where they are in this lifetime and even learning from past lifetimes and then helping to clear things energetically from their bodies that way as well. Um, I always feel incredibly blessed and grateful to get to work with people at that really deep, soul level Um, and I do land healings as well. So for people who are finding that a lot of times if they've done a bunch of work and nothing is happening sometimes it's their environment and being able to go in and help them clear their land, help them clear their house can shift things for them pretty dramatically.
0: That's awesome. Thank you. That's lots you offer. And Alisa, what do you, what do you, what services do you offer?
3: Um, so I do sound therapy, yoga, didra, um, as well as I'm a clinical hypnotherapist and I do energy medicine. So that kind of encompasses a, a fair bit of things. Um, I'm still working one-on-one with people. Um, most people have been comfortable with me coming to their space uh, has has um, as sort of a house call, I guess you'd call it. Um, and then because of COVID and because of the way that things kind of shifted, you know, immediately back in in you know kind of was like a guillotine almost for for many people because nobody really knew what was what. Um, I created the Calm Kids Resilient Families um, program. Which is an online program, and that is it's focused mostly on families with kids ages nine to twelve. The kids haven't self-actualized at that stage of the game yet, so they're still willing to do things with mom and dad. Um, so it was originally called the Calm Kids Toolbox when I did the pilot program last year, and um, and then from the feedback from my my pilot program fam- families, I shifted it to Calm Kids Resilient Families because families, parents were coming back to me and saying, Oh, my gosh, I got just as much out of this, maybe even more than my my kids did. So right now, I'm also in the process of creating a program for parents, um, because it's that old adage of, you know, you got to put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you can help anybody else. So the program um, will be We'll be running a pilot program, hopefully at the end of May. the The date is not solidified yet, um, and it's going to be focused on parents, caretakers, you know, um, whatever that looks like, foster parents, whatever adult you are, and if you've got kids in your life, um, we want you to, you know, learn the skills of self regulation and stress management. You know, as you know, going back to what Sherry was saying, when it, we're in fight or flight. Um, that's the only thing that we're worried about is, is survival. And, you know, we have, uh, because I've lived through this in my own life, not being self-regulated, um, affected my kids and, um, not because you want it to, <laughs> but because you've got a lot going on. And so until you begin to self-regulate, um, as the adult at uh, that beautiful ripple effect, um, can, you know, become evident in your, in your kids, in your pets, <laughs> um, your spouse, whatever that looks like, the, the people that you spend your, your time with. So, so that's going to be coming up and that encompasses all of the things that I do. So there's recordings that have sound therapy, um, yoga nidra. And I also help to give a little bit of an education in regards to the nervous system, how stress works, you know, and, and a whole whole bunch of um, basics understanding for, for, Parents and families, so that they can um, move forwards and uh, relax. <laughs>
0: That's all. Awesome. You guys are amazing. Like just spending this hour with you, I feel so good. I feel relaxed and calm and stuff, and just inspired by all of you. I can't thank you enough for all you what you do for the community and all the people you help. You make such a difference, and it's awesome hanging out with you.
1: We're right back at you, Shauna.
0: I hope you everybody has a great night. Thank you. Thanks, Shauna. Thank
2: you, Shauna. Thanks. It was lovely being with you ladies. Yes. You as well, Barbara. Take care.